we are back. Warp and Move Radio, Radio Next.tv at the Cool Groove site. We come to you Wednesdays from 11 to 11.50. Grateful for your presence here with us today. You can pick us up here live or later on the archived show that you can find uh, on our websites. You'll also be able to pick up the podcast later on, which is on iTunes and also on our uh, website. Uh, we can You can go to three different websites to pick up all of this. You can go to my website, warpandwoof.org. That's W-A-R-P-A-N-D-W-O-O-F.org. Or you can go to cominiusinstitute.org.com. Or you can find us on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Cominius Institute YouTube channel. You can actually subscribe there. And so when our Truth and Two comes in out on Tuesdays or when we do our Wednesday radio show, all of those things are archived there and you can find us there pretty easily. Cominius Institute is what sponsors this show. Cominius, at Cominius, we cross three bridges. One is the bridge into college where I work with young Christian college students at IUPUI, helping them to think Christianly about their subjects. I also teach there with a great group of faculty, grateful to have that opportunity. I teach a course there called Reading, Writing, and Inquiry, helping young college students how to think, which is an awful lot of fun. I do that on Tuesday and Thursday mornings from about 9 till noon. Then I spend time with folks uh, after that and actually before that in meetings uh, discussing whatever it is on their heart. Second bridge that we cross is into community, which is exactly what we're doing right now. One of the big issues I think that's important for us as a community in Indianapolis uh, for Christians is that Christians be introduced to each other. And so we cross that bridge by having a radio show uh, showing off Christians who are doing good throughout the Indianapolis area based on Titus 3, 1, 8, and 14, do good, do good, do good. And our third bridge is into culture, and we do that in many different ways, uh, not the least of which is our Truth and Truth programs that come out, uh, two-minute video every Tuesday morning, and you can find them archived uh, in those spots that I just mentioned. Uh, you can also uh, be assured of our writing and speaking on all different uh, topics. In fact, for the next two weeks, I'll be out of town on Wednesday. I'm traveling to speak in various venues. I've got a couple of uh, obligations, especially as it relates to writing. So we're doing cultural connections all the time, uh, constantly thinking about everything from a Christian vantage point. But today is the second bridge, our bridge into communities, and we're really happy to have Pastor Van here with us uh, from the Chin community down in Southport area below, uh, just south of Indianapolis proper. Uh, Pastor, we're really grateful for your presence. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, sir, for having me. We are wanting to know a little bit about you, so let's uh, start with uh, biographical information. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Yes, um, uh, I'm from Burma. Uh, I have four brothers. I'm the eldest, and I, my mom and dad are still here. And I got married back in 2017, June, and I have uh, one daughter. She is like 15, 16 months now, yes. and I'm currently a pastor at Chinon Double. Baptist Church, as you mentioned, um, down in the Southwood area. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your church because, you know, if we're going to talk about bridging cultures and the importance of bridging cultures between any group of people and somebody else, yeah. we need to know a little bit about that. So let's start with uh, an understanding of your church. Tell us about how many people attend, where it's located, and maybe what your mission at your church is. Well, our church has been going on for 19 years. Mm. It was... Uh, there, since the inception, which was in 2000 of August 20, August 20 of 2000, and it's 19 years. 
now. And uh, at that time, there were only 12 people. And uh, as time moves on, it's uh, been growing exponentially. And right now, we're at 3,050 uh, wow. members in our church. And weekly attendance, of course, is like 60-70% of uh, people mm -hmm. because we have you know, young kids and uh, people who work who have to work to uh, uh, to out of states and stuff and like that. So uh, as we count, it's been like 70% of the, the, the whole congregation. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Yes. When I think about the issue of, uh, of the Chin population in particular, uh, you had said to me in one of our meetings that you had uh, one of the largest populations of your people group in Indianapolis, is that right? That's correct, that's correct. Um, so the estimate is about, uh, let's say, 50,000 uh, Chin refugees in uh, the whole uh, the whole country, mm -hmm. and about 20,000 resides in Indianapolis area. Okay. Yeah. Where where are the other populations? Um, some of them can be found at um, um, Washington, D.C. area, Maryland, mm -hmm. and then the other is um, Dallas area, mm -hmm. uh, down Texas, and then... Um, Louisiana, Kansas, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, and like that, we'll spread all over the country. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, because you just mentioned to everybody that you come from Burma, you yeah. probably need to give us a little bit, bit of background to that. And you also use the word refugee. Yes. So kind of connect Burma to refugee for us, for everybody listening. Yeah, Burma until 2010 has been ruled by uh, military government, uh, the dictatorship. And since 2010, we had the opportunity to have a first elected uh, government official. Mm -hmm. But before that, it was, like I said, uh, ruled by a military government. So it was very um, oppressive. Uh, there have been uh, documents about how, uh, like many violations of human rights mm -hmm. and religions, like minority, uh, and, uh, like even ethnic cleansing, and it was really pretty bad. Uh, so lots of uh, minorities had to flee the country to take refuge in another country where they can have uh, safety and security. Mm -hmm. And we, the Chin people, just one of them, and um, like around uh, since 1987, you know, we have like a brothers and sisters who had to uh, move to India and mm. fight for freedom, mm. and it's successful, unfortunately. And from that, you know, we have like this generations of people who've been uh, oppressed by the government, so they have to uh, cross uh, cross the border to go to uh, Malaysia, where we can apply for refugee status, as we have our UNHCR office there, mm. and that's how we uh, you know, we granted to. Uh, become uh, refugees and hmm. uh, uh, moving on to third country or, or the, the developed country hmm. like Australia, New Zealand, and uh, Norway, and uh, Denmark, and yeah, most of them come to the United States. Wow. Yeah, we're thankful for the government of the United States of America. Yes. Yeah. It's one of those things that, you know, we, so I'll just make a little political commentary here for right. a moment. Uh, one of the things that is we constantly talk about in this country is illegal immigration. Yeah. 
Um, but one of the things that we ought to talk more about is legal immigration. Yes. And specifically for people who are terrorized in their own country and yeah. desperately need a place to live in yeah. safety and security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we are illegal uh, refugees. We've been screened like, uh, like several months at Malaysia, whether our stories are true mm -hmm. and whether or not our countries our country is saved to, to return, and after a long period of screening, then we are allowed to come to the United States. Like, mm -hmm. let's say uh, I've got a card, which means I've, I've been granted to be a refugee, and I have to like wait for about at least a year. Some people, they have to wait like two, three, four years, and then after that, you know, we come to the United States legally. Mm -hmm. We uh, we enter through a New York or Los Angeles, and we have this card that says that we are granted to to enter the United States mm -hmm. uh, legally, mm -hmm. and we are we each uh, we got issued uh, we are issued what we call a permanent resident card, um, mm -hmm. what we call a green card, and after five years we are allowed to uh, apply for naturalization. Mm -hmm. and yeah. That's how we become a citizen. That's great. Yeah. And are you now a United States yes, citizen? Yes, I am. I am. Yeah. Since I've been here for. Uh, almost eight years. Yes, yeah. that's wonderful. I, I've always, uh, and again, this is more of a political comment, I suppose, but I've, I've always, always been so grateful for those naturalization ceremonies. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's great when we go there. It's like 70, 80 people uh, being granted to become citizens, and most of them are from different countries. Like, let's say from fifty different countries, mm. with ninety different people, and it is great to see people. Mm -hmm. Uh, we granted to become citizens of the greatest country in the world. Yes, it, it is a, a great country, and I yeah. I always want to say that to everybody. Uh, it's one of the things that, uh, uh, to me, is a is a desperate need to say to everybody that this is a great country, and we're grateful uh, not only for uh, the the greatness of what it provides now, but for you and for your people. This is a marvelous thing. Yeah, it is. It is. It strikes me too to say that um, you know. There's a long period of time that you had to wait. Yes, that's in order right. to yeah. get here. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, uh, it's been uh, some of some of us. For some of us, it's painful mm -hmm. because over there we have to stay illegally. We we granted this card, but it's not recognized by necessarily recognized by the government of Malaysia. Mm -hmm. So they have the right to like arrest us mm -hmm. for being there. And uh, but you know. For, by God's grace, most of them make uh, uh, to the uh, to the developed countries. Mm -hmm. One thing that I would mention is we're forever grateful to the American people because uh, we are your spiritual descendants. Mm -hmm. So we had Carson and Laura from from the United States came to the uh, Chino back in mm -hmm. uh, eighteen nineteen. Wow. And the first minister there, they, they were the first uh, couple who uh, uh, who preached the gospel mm -hmm. to our people, mm -hmm. and that's how we became Christians. Mm -hmm. and right now, uh, it's like ninety-five percent of us uh, considered to be Christians. Wow! Yeah, so yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, it, this goes back to the issue of church history. So yes. we can say a word or two about church history here and say how important that is. Yeah. To study history and to know where you've come from. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, even like uh, what, uh, like uh, the capital city of Chin State, what we call Hakka, 
we uh, we had um, one minister from uh, from the United States, Johnson. Uh, all of their family members even speak Hakka like fluently. Mm. Yeah, if you look at them, they're Caucasian, but they speak Chin wow. very fluently. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, like I said, we're forever grateful for this country, mm. for for both for spiritual and for physical safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, both important, yeah. of yeah. course, in a place <laughs> yes. in a place like the world in which we live today. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about the connections to other tribes. One of the things that uh, you and I talked about briefly in the last meeting we had a couple of weeks ago was about the Karin tribe. Yeah, and I mentioned this because it was connected to a movie that was very famous yeah. uh, by Sylvester Stallone yes. called Rambo. Yes. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your connection to the Karin tribe, or if there is any kind of continued connection even today. Yeah. Um, look, so the uh, Union of Burma is made up of eight different uh, ethnicities, and Karin is one of them, and we are one of them. And one of our connection is that we both are predominantly Christians. Mm -hmm. And the Korean people used to be really influential in Burma. And there is even a history that says that they almost took over uh, the government back mm -hmm. in the Civil War. But uh, of course, there was a Qin Battalion who were in part of a uh, government uh, military. And, and they, uh, because of them, uh, they uh, did not have a chance to um, take that over. So there's like a, a, how do I say, a stigma between two tribes. And uh, only because we're Christians, we have this uh, uh, smooth, but not that smooth relationship between uh, these two tribes. Mm -hmm. And I believe they, uh, the United States also have lots of Korean community yes. in this, uh, this area. And, um, one of the sad thing is that uh, most of the Korean people who came to the United States uh, grew up in the jungle mm. in Thailand, where they have to uh, flee from uh, the Burmese government. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, one of the, the good things that we have right now is, like I said, we're both Christians and we're, we're both from Burma, we're both refugees. And so that we have this common ground where we can work together. That's a that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, the difficulties that we face as humans in this earth, you know, because of uh, human sin and so on, uh, are difficult to overcome. But it's always nice, uh, especially in your case, to hear about these two tribes that yeah. do have the same spiritual sustenance. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and uh, we're not the only two tribes. There are also what we call Kachin tribes. Mm -hmm. Also here, they're also um, uh, historically uh, it's uh, it's been reported that we in fact were brothers, hmm. and we are the elder, the Chin, hmm. and the Kachin are the younger, mm -hmm. and they're also being oppressed by the government, they're even more oppressed uh, uh, by the government than the Chin people, uh, as far as the statistics are concerned, and they've been here for uh, for a while. And so Karen, Kachin, and Chin, we're both, uh, three of us are Christian, predominantly Christians, all refugees, and yeah, government, U.S. government uh, has been gracious enough to, uh, uh, to take uh, most of uh, refugees. It's marvelous. Yeah. I, I wanted to switch gears just uh, for a few moments to talk about your church in particular, sure. and ask you, uh, as it relates to your church, 
what do you do there? What is your major ministry? So um, we have four pastors, full-time four pastors, and we have three staff members. One is what we call Christian Education Director, mm -hmm. the other one is Office Secretary, and the other one is Custodian. So we have seven full-time uh, employees at mm -hmm. church. And I, as the youngest and uh, the most inexperienced pastor, or the youngest pastor, has to uh, deal with mostly youth group and Sunday school groups. And since uh, uh, I have this ability to uh, to speak uh, both, both languages, mm -hmm. since I'm bilingual, I've been helping uh, church members with their uh, hospital bills, and, mm -hmm. Whether uh, issues with governments or DCS or reports or uh, mm -hmm. things like that, so those are my main area. And uh, uh, one of the things that I uh, my focus area is with youth group, and uh, I will do I will write a uh, Bible study curriculum, and I will uh, help lead the leaders, uh, and then I'll pray with them. And counsel with them and, and help them with like almost everything they need. And uh, you're very busy. I, I'm a busy man, yeah. <laughs> and I also am. A, uh, since you mentioned about busy, I'm also right now a secretary, board secretary oh. of our community, our community, what we call oh, Change Middle of Indiana. Wow. So we are the community who serve twenty thousand people, mm. and uh, yeah, also work there. And we have, yeah, I mean. Almost once once a week meeting, which wow. lasts for about two three hours long. Man. And on top of that, yeah. you're also a student. Yes, I'm also a student at ITS. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell them what ITS. Yeah, is. Uh, ITS in Apostolic the Seminary is uh, a seminary. Uh, I, right now, the current president is uh, Nicholas Petrowski, uh, who used to be like my mentor professor back in the Bible College. Uh, now, what do they call that? Like the uh, College of Biblical Studies? Yeah, College yeah. of Biblical Studies. Yeah. So I took like what, seven or eight uh, uh, courses with Nicholas Petrowski. And right after I graduated, I spoke with him and he said that, you know, they uh, they have like seminary and he's a, like a current president. So instead of going uh, uh, other states, since I got a job at church, I decided to go to ITS right now. And this is like my third year and I've been taking 16 classes one of uh, uh, Christian thought uh, one of the uh, class and yeah it's been great yeah uh, so are real smart professors very smart and uh, uh, they're very welcoming and you know I, I learned a lot from professors and from students mm -hmm. yeah it was uh, it was great to have you in class this summer uh, yeah. So, Pastor Van's talking about the course that I taught there called Christian Thought. Uh, also was one of your profs at uh, Crossroads Bible College back in the day, back yeah. in 2010 or 2012. 2012. 2012. Yeah. Uh, you were my professor of Old Testament. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this kind of connection and the wonder of these connections is really powerful and important. And one of the things that we always want to say to people is, one of the greatnesses of a place like Indianapolis is that we can have these kinds of connections. We're going to be taking a one-song break, but when we come back, I want to talk more about education and specifically uh, about the young people that you serve there. And uh, I wanted to also, just to kind of put it in your mind, the, the concept of 
how do they think about being in this country? You obviously came in refugee status, some of them probably born here. Yeah. Uh, Want to talk a little bit about that. Sure. We're going to take one song break. You're listening to Warp and Move Radio, Radio Next TV at the Cool Group site. Facebook Live will stay with you. Uh, podcast, we'll be right back. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Looks like we got some uh, some great comments. What do we got, HB? We have uh, Donna and Beth, Donna and Beth Workman. Could you give me an idea of what your church strategy is regarding the evangelistic outreach as it relates to your community? Thank you. So, evangelistic outreach. Don and Beth. Uh, uh, Don was uh, my uh, roommate in college. Oh, really? A long oh. time ago. So we're talking okay. about the late a long, 19, a long time ago, the late 1970s. So Don, right. if you're still listening, uh, yeah, we'll address that. Uh, we'll ask Pastor Van to address that particular issue. Um, since we're on break, do you want to talk about that now, what your yeah, focus sure. on evangelism uh, is? Yeah, one of the things that we're doing right now is that we have issues within our community, uh, from our community, which is that our uh, middle school students and high school students are very confused, and now they are doing uh, uh, drugs and robberies and stuff. So uh, we have like 40 to 45 churches within our community, and all of our all of uh, these churches are along that our youth, our youngsters, are following this path. So we kind of realize now that. Our ministry should focus instead or more towards this youngsters. Mm. Before then, uh, our you know most of our churches uh, focus mainly to the home country, mm. Chin, the Chin State. Like how could we help them? Mm-hmm. Uh, like how could we like uh, how can we build a strong relationship mm-hmm. with people at home and things like that. Like even in meetings, most of the agendas that we're talking about is how can we help them, okay. and how can we, you know, have uh, this better relationship. And in the meantime, we've lost our youngsters. Uh, we don't really know. First, it's not that we don't want to serve them; it's just that we don't really know how, mm. because most of our, most of our parents are born. All of them are born in Burma. And they don't really have this necessary cultural backgrounds, educational backgrounds mm-hmm. to, to, to equip them to uh, like minister to our youngsters. And that's why you know, they have this bad, uh, bad companions or friends at school you know, or influenced by media what they watch. And, and, and now our communities are what you, the word you use that I really want is terrorized by those youngsters, uh, you know, it's like twice, third week, we've heard this news that, oh, this house, this family members, this store has been, has been robbed and things like that. Mm. Like, uh, I hope you hear, you heard the news uh, about like a month ago or so that at Whiteland, there's a gun store has been robbed and about, Thirty-three guns have been uh, has been lost, wow. and and the suspects that they uh, the police suspected that there were five people who uh, who uh, broke into, and they believe that they're from a community, mm-hmm. but they don't really know 
uh, who they are, but uh, that's how that's what we are facing right now. Mm -hmm. So before we go to minister uh, other people, let's say like Caucasian, you know, Indian community or a Spanish Hispanic community, we have to do an outreach to our youth and our youngsters, our college students, our high school students, and mm -hmm. middle school students. Because that's like one of the biggest issues that we're facing right now. Yeah. That's why we need to have uh, young pastors mm -hmm. who has this passion to minister to youth, who also uh, grew up in this culture, mm -hmm. and know the cultures, uh, and that's what we've been lacking in our community. That uh, is an urgent need. Urgent need. Yeah. Yeah. Part of what we had talked about actually was. Um, the uh, and the last time we were together was about the problem that we have in uh, connecting with people that are outside of our own culture. So, uh, in my case, for instance, can I be of help in, with the folks that are from your church that are going to IUPUI? Mm -hmm. um, and that I think is really powerful and important. Uh, the opportunities that we have to serve each other. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that we do kind of outreach to your community, like outside of our community, uh, is that too. Are we back on? We are back. Warp and Move Radio, Radio TV at the Cool Groove site. We are here from Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, so 11 to 11.50, and here today, uh, Pastor Van is with us from the Chin Community uh, Church uh, south of Indianapolis in Southport. Uh, glad for his presence. We were just talking, uh, the reason why we sounded a bit interrupted there, we were just talking on Facebook Live about some of the issues facing the Chin community and specifically the youth in that particular community. And I wanted to pick back up on that, uh, Pastor, uh, with you and talk about that. One of, the, one of the things we talked about when we were together last time was about the parents who came in refugee status. So in the first segment of our show, we talked about that. Um, these folks came uh, to this country. Many of them do not necessarily speak English. Yes. But their children growing up in this country yeah now are not only bilingual, but they're bicultural, and yes. they don't have the same kind of traditional connections mm -hmm. to, the, to your culture yes. and even the Christian culture yes. as your uh, parents have had. So talk a little bit about what the prognosis is for you and the way forward in terms of ministering to young people. Yeah, one of the things that our parents uh, have been struggled with is of course a language barrier. So um, we have what we call uh, English uh, ESL, and our parents, some of them are willing to learn, but of course, since they're uh, you know uh, adults now, it's really hard to pick up language mm -hmm. like the way uh, their uh, children do. And that's one of the things that we have issue. The second thing is that. We are hardworking hard people. We don't want to rely on government assistance. So they work really hard. They work overtime, work two jobs and things like that. So they don't really have time to spend with their kids. Mm -hmm. And the gap and the relationship has been you know, marred by this, mm -hmm. uh, this uh, issue. That's why that's, uh, this uh, problem that we're facing is coming up. That's a result of that. Mm -hmm. uh, first is well, language barrier. Second is that the parents don't have time for the kids because they have to work and provide mm -hmm. the family mm -hmm. to pay bills, uh, help 
uh, families back home. So yeah, and uh, right now what we're doing right now is, like I said, our um, our ministry focus shift from home to this home, mm -hmm. not the home in Burma. Mm -hmm. And uh, secondly, we are educating our parents how to uh, like help deal with uh, your kids, mm -hmm. you know, and how to like the, the needs that they have to. Uh, they have this willingness to learn the language and the culture, and they have to get involved more with their um, kids' life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we just started, and we'll see how it goes. Okay, you know, we're very hopeful that okay. it'll be beneficial for both kids and for parents. Yeah. Well, one of the things, you know, I'll say on air, and certainly, you know, you and I have talked about this before, is uh, I'm happy to help at IUPUI as, yes. as I'm able to do that. Yes. Uh, continue to encourage your young people to seek me out and, and yeah. connect with me. And yeah, yeah. One of the students right after that, the, right after that meeting, uh, most of them texted me, uh, uh, told me that she was very grateful for that mm. meeting. Good. And she's looking forward to to talk to you and to, to sit Good. with you, and I'm so thankful for that meeting. Yeah, and I encourage them to to talk to you because I know who you are, and they you can be a big help uh, for for them. For their not only for their academic life, but also for their spiritual life. Mm -hmm. So I really encourage them to you know go and, and, and spend time with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. please do, and and have them use my cell phone number. Yeah, and text yeah, me. Yeah, so they all have their, their yeah. business business card. So yeah, they're really able to communicate with you. It really is, and you know, so this goes back to why this show exists. That mm -hmm. is to bridge cultures, but also to help each other around yeah. Indianapolis to make yeah. the connections, so that I can say, hey, is there something I can do for you? And is there something you can do for us? I mean, just you being here in the program today yeah. is marvelous and yes. good yes. Uh, to take your time to make sure that this this happened today. Mm -hmm. Uh, those things, you know, are really important, and I want to say that again to everybody out there listening. I appreciate uh, the fact that there are so many different folks from around Indianapolis who are willing to spend some time with us on Wednesday mornings to actually make this thing happen. Uh, it certainly gives us uh, a, a bridge, but it also gives us a foundation for the future yeah. uh, for the Christian uh, churches in and around Indianapolis. Um, we had talked uh, a little bit about the educational necessities. Yes. Uh, of for your young people. And one of the real joys, frankly, mm -hmm. that Friday night when I was with you and with your young people was their interest in so many different fields of study. Yes. I just yeah. love that stuff. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the kind of direction that some of those young people are going to go. Yeah, before we talk about go that, ahead. The, the, those are the, the youngsters that we have, the students that we have, we have to talk about the quality of education back in Burma. Okay. That I and most of my parents acquired. The illiteracy rate is really high in our community. Uh, most of our parents did not have a chance to go to school. Mm. Even if, even if they did, their teachers did not cannot could not give them like necessary tools to to navigate through their life. And that's not. I think that's mainly because, like I said, our government, the military government. Statistic, uh, uh, strategically focus our chin state because we are mostly Christians and we are minority. We don't we don't share the culture. We don't speak their language. So we've been systematically uh, 
uh, oppress uh, through economic, through, through economy, economy and education. Mm -hmm. So our parents really, uh, they really get hurt by that. And when we come to the United States, even though they are not themselves educated uh, persons, they will encourage all their children mm -hmm. to go to high school, get a diploma, go to college, acquire you know bachelor's and even masters and things like that and that's i'm so thankful to my mm -hmm. our parents mm -hmm. because even though they don't really know how to help them they at least encourage them mm -hmm. and uh and uh uh you know urge their children to go to uh, college and um yeah thankfully i think we have very high percentage uh who would love to uh uh continue to higher education when once they graduate from high school mm -hmm. And I believe one, one stats that I found uh, uh, conducted by uh, uh, BACI, Burmese American Community Institute, was like 80 to 90 percent of high school graduates uh, are going to college. That's and great. yeah, so most of our uh, our children, our uh, kids, are go to a university University of Indianapolis, uh, IU Bloomington, IUPUI, and uh, my brother uh, and a few others go to uh, um, uh, Purdue University. Purdue. Yeah, somebody. So they've been spreading all around, uh, all over the, the place. And uh, yeah, uh, as long as they have uh, the opportunity to go to high school here in the United States, mm -hmm. most of them choose to go to college mm -hmm. because they know how hard it is for their parents to not have uh, education. Mm -hmm. Uh, to navigate through their life. And yeah, yeah. And they are also smart. Mm -hmm. uh, we have lots of students who are in high school uh, or part of the, uh, who are in that uh, like top five or top 10 areas. And mm -hmm. yeah, uh, even principals and faculties and teachers are are uh, very grateful for mm -hmm. their kids and uh, their academic, you know, um, so, do you yeah. think that the the parents' work ethic in work has transferred to the students' work ethic in yes, school? Yes, I I would absolutely say that yes. Um, yeah, most of our parents, like I said, are very, really hardworking, and they don't want to have issues with the boss or like team leaders or supervisor because they don't really know how to like uh, uh, say it or like you know uh, communicate mm -hmm. with them. So they will try uh, their best to like, work really hard, and that ethic. Like you said, it's transferred to, to most of the kids, most of their kids, and uh, and yeah, we're very grateful for that. Yeah, and, and the difficulty, of course, is that if you're working all the time, you don't have time to spend with your children. Yeah. Then there's got to be something that takes that place. Yes, that's that, that's right. That's why uh, we've been uh, talking about how we need to have uh, youth pastors or ministers or youth leaders who have time. Uh, for their kids at weekends or uh, even weekdays uh, to, to be able to communicate with this uh, this uh, students sure. so that they can help them spiritually you know, and morally. And the, like that. the opportunity maybe then even to have getting pastors that have an academic background as yes. well to encourage yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they, they will look at that. Our students will look at look at who you are mm -hmm. and your education background mm -hmm. and how uh, they will, you know, perceive you as like a. If they see you as a person who can help them out, they will approach you, or they will, uh, will to. Uh, they are, you know, they will want to, to, to sit with you and talk with you. Mm -hmm. But if you are not the type of person, they kind of know that you know they are not 
interesting. Right. Sticks out with me. Yeah. Yeah. Your opportunity at Indianapolis Theological Seminary to take more classes uh, is going to produce what kind of degree for you? Uh, Master of Divinity. So an MDiv. Yeah, an MDiv. And uh, even thinking about, I've been even thinking about, uh, you know, like uh, going to some other college to uh, pursue PhD or PhD. Yeah. Yeah, and, man. Uh, and other subject matter as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I've been. Well, when the time comes, and, you want to talk about that, let me know. I'll, yeah, I'll I will surely uh, talk to you about that. Yeah. Do you have any sense of where, what kind of studies you'd like to pursue after the MDiv? Um, yeah, um, I'm thinking about New Testament hmm. because in our community as a whole, we have pastors uh, who are ahead of us. Most of them, uh, like we don't really have many PhDs graduate. We have quite a few, hmm. but they're they're from. Uh, their um, uh, field is missiology um, mm -hmm. and leadership. Mm -hmm. And we don't, as far as I'm concerned, we don't really have you know, a New Testament. A theological theological base. Yeah, yeah. base. So I'm thinking about you know, doing, uh, following that path. Good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I'll this, is, uh, this is really fantastic. One of the things I think that I tell people all the time, guys like yourself, mm -hmm. is when you acquire that terminal degree, mm. you will automatically mm. become a national leader within your own group, your own community, yeah. simply because of the letters after your name. Yeah. I yeah. tell young African-American guys the same thing. Mm. Uh, I tell them, look, you go and get, your, get that doctorate yeah. so that you can then teach and you can have the influence. Yes. You know, guys like me, I'm always trying to push people from other cultures to engage more education so that they can have a standing in their community. Yeah. I'm, I think about this like with, uh, let's say, Hersan Cardona. Do you remember uh, Hersan from, uh, from Crossroads Bible College? Mm -hmm. um, hi Hispanic uh, background, yeah. Guatemalan uh, native. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say the same thing to him or to anybody. And that is, you know, once you get that terminal degree after your name, yeah. you will have a standing in your community and elsewhere, and everybody will come and ask you to come speak for them, yeah. Yeah. you know, English-speaking conferences, because yeah. they want to hear from a different culture. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. And even, like, um, uh, some students that I talked to from my church, uh, so I asked them, what's your purpose of pursuing this degree? Mm -hmm. And the thing that they would say is, first of all, I can help myself, you know, I can you know, sit on my own feet and I can, I'll be able to help my parents. Mm -hmm. And third thing, uh, I'll be able to help, you know, uh, uh, home uh, in Burma. And fourthly, uh, lastly, in this country, you have to have, you know, a degree to be able to, uh, you know, engage with people who are an influence. Uh, of influential people in this country, so you have to have certain degrees from university so yes. that you can you'll be able to you know stand shoulder to shoulder with other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it matters in a culture like ours, which has so many subcultures within it. Yeah. So we talked early on in the first segment about what it means to be an American and, and the greatness of this uh, United States and so on, but now we also understand that we have such a diverse population in this United yeah. States. Yes, and that's good 
because it demonstrates to the rest of the world that we are, you know, inclusive in that sense yes. of things. Yes. But it also says to us that we have an awful lot of uh, big jobs to do to connect yeah. with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, uh, and that's what we've been trying to educate our community members to, to like, uh, to not isolate it themselves, mm -hmm. isolate ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to get more involved with other community members, with Caucasians, African American people, and Hispanic. And we, uh, we as pastors and leaders, have been trying to uh, encourage parents to, to, uh, to have this, this will to, uh, to assimilate, or to learn these cultures and, and uh, other cultures as well, explore other cultures as well, because we're here. Uh, whether you like it or not, you know, we are with <laughs> yeah. different people. That's right. And so you have to be able to engage with those other people because you have to meet them in your workplace, mm -hmm. in a gas station, you know, a restaurant. So you can't just isolate it yourself, right? You know, that's why. Yeah. This yeah. is one of the things I tell, uh, as a Euro-American, I'm telling Euro-American office uh, uh, folks all the time mm -hmm. that you have to make an intentional move yes. to other people. And because you are the dominant group in this particular culture, especially as Christians, you bear that much more responsibility yeah. to reach out to other yeah. people. That's, that's, that's true. And that's what I've been trying to encourage uh, students, uh, high school students and college students mm -hmm. to, as Christians, when you go to, when you go to college campus, mm -hmm. when you go to high school, you know, uh, you, uh, you have to remind yourself of who you are ethnically who you are spiritually mm -hmm. so that you can you know witness better Christ you know like your speech and and one uh, one of the things that you said that I would like about is to study hard mm -hmm. to write good papers teachers your uh, professors or your classmates will come and approach you and that's where right. you can so good and that's how you can share other people who you are and what your belief is and, and things like that. So, it matters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pastor Van is talking about uh, one of the statements that I made in reference to the group that I met with some of the young people at going to IUPUI and talking about uh, how do you do evangelization on the campus at IUPUI and I told them that I try to write really good papers mm -hmm. and the reason for that is because that's the when you're on a university campus, that's the attractive nature of yeah. what we do there, yeah. to uh, be researchers, to be writers, to be communicators. Yeah. And so your professors care about that. Yeah, 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 that's right. And to pick up on the, uh, our early conversation about how uh, uh, we motivate our students to, uh, by parents and by leaders to pursue uh, academic life in this country is by uh, 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 like uh, bring them back to uh, to Burma, so that when they see things over there, how you know mm -hmm. uh, education is, how our economy is, like you know how everything is, and now when they come back, they do not take things for granted anymore. Oh, you know, oh, yes. they have this urgency. I I need to work hard, mm -hmm. and this is the great country. Uh, it's the greatest country, so I I have to acquire as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like things, you know, most of the children that we have were born here don't even know how things are outside of this country, right? So when we, when parents uh, bring them back to where they were born, mm -hmm. your origin, now they know that oh, they're very fortunate and they have this 
opportunity and at the same time responsibilities mm -hmm. to cultivate that. And that's what we're going to do even next year. We, we'll bring 10 college students with uh, like two or three adults and myself. We'll bring those students back to Burma mm -hmm. and to evangelize, first of all, and to share our experience to, to our community back home and to learn from them. Mm -hmm. And what the leader's intention was to, to, to help them understand how uh, fortunate they are mm -hmm. to be here in, in, in the United States mm -hmm. so that you know they can use this opportunity uh, to help not only our community members, mm -hmm. but also uh, you know, other community members as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that's so important, and I wish that every culture would have the same kind of outlook to uh, take folks to other places to real help them to realize how good they have it. In, yeah, you know, in, in the place. Right? Yeah, you, you're you're right, and uh, even myself, uh, since I you know I was born and grew up in Burma, uh, I realized that you know I did not have that opportunity back back home, but right over here. I have no restrictions. I have no, you know, strings that, you know, uh, try to stop me from pursuing uh, uh, dreams. So that's why when I came here, I, you know, I taught myself how to speak English, how to read, how to write, and uh, and uh, and go to college and, and, and try my best to, to you know, pursue everything you know, that you know they have to offer. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to transfer to to the uh, students. And our children were born here and raised here, you know, you have opportunity, you know, go, go have and mm -hmm. pursue it and you know, make the best thing out of it. You know, it's great. Exactly. We're really grateful for your presence here today, Pastor Van. Thanks so much for taking the time with us uh, to be here and to talk these things through. Thanks, too, for uh, not only for your connection to this country through refugee status and explaining to people what that meant for you, but also uh, this connection to young people and taking them back to, to their country to show them the comparison is just a phenomenal way to go about it. Yeah, I'm grateful for this opportunity to share my experience and uh, what our community has been doing. Mm -hmm. and I have to congratulate myself because this is my first time interview, a radio interview <laughs> in my life. And thanks for you it. did a great thanks job. For, yeah, thanks for this opportunity. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It just became a conversation. Yeah. That's yeah, what I, I tell really everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You've been listening to Warbanoof Radio, RadioX.TV at the Cool Groove site. We come to you on Wednesdays from 11 to 11.50. I will be out of town the next two Wednesdays, however, so we're going to be putting out some podcasts. We'll make sure that Pastor Van's podcast is the first one out next week. We can hear this great statement again from this great man in Indianapolis. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Uh, do check out our websites, warpandwoof.org, kaminiusinstitute.org.com, or go to YouTube and find the Kaminius Institute there. Until the next time, blessings.